On today's episode of the Knicks Rewind Podcast, we have a very special guest. Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School is joining us, and um, we're going to talk about some of the young guys, Knox, Frank, Mitch, and Trier, uh, where the team goes from here, yeah. trade deadline stuff. Um, and then we're going to start doing something at the end of every show. Um, we're going to make predi- predictions for upcoming week's games. We yeah. did some Super Bowl talk, some rapid fire questions, some Kenny Wooten, Iggy Brozdakis talk, and um, so, all right, enjoy. enjoy. So Jonathan, we know from Twitter that you're a Frank Stan. Is that correct? You're a Frank. Oh, no, that is that is very much correct. We, yeah, we are. We are as well. Yeah, we're, um, we're we're some pretty big Frank fans, and um, we want to talk about Frank and like some like this year. What have you really seen from him? Like, do you think he's regressed or made some improvement? And when do you think his shot will st- finally start to fall, or if it will ever? And will it happen with the Knicks? Yeah. So that's. <laughs> Those are those are two great questions. Will it, and if it does, what happen with the Knicks? Um, I've I've liked what I've seen from him this year. I mean, obviously, this groin stuff is annoying that it keeps happening. Um, I won't make the obvious joke about him being a good-looking young man in the city of New York uh, with, the, with the the nightlife at his fingertips. Um, no, but I mean, he needs to get past the injury stuff first. I what I've found encouraging. Um, Really, especially, I would say, in the stretch of games after he went to the bench, after Peyton came back, but before this injury is, um, I felt like last season he started trying to drive more, but it was almost like he was driving because they were telling him to drive, and then when he would get there, he wouldn't really know what to do, so he would just put up a a shot attempt that maybe wasn't great. I feel like this year... um, he's been getting into the paint with a little bit more of a purpose. Like he knows more when to pick his spots, when to try to get a basket, when to try to look for uh, Mitch for a lob, which I've really loved that combination. It's probably been the, my favorite part about this next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, it's, if his shot doesn't fall, he's, yeah. I'm not going to say he's not an NBA player, but he's not. A, right. It's, it's hard to be a of, productive point guard in this league without, a, yeah. without yeah. a good shot. Yeah. Or even if, like, you know, and that's the whole thing about, like, he's he can't really get into the paint at will, so he's probably not a full-time, you know, lead ball handler, in which case he needs to play off ball some, in which case he needs to be able to hit an open catch-and-shoot jumper. Right. Um, I think it'll happen. I think his form is just, it's too good. He's too hard of a worker. He has a, his head in the right place. He's got, you know, he's got he's the tw- great body for defense and just to be a great He NBA shoots player. really well from the line, so that's, like, encouraging. Yeah, I mean, know, like, so. literally every sign you'd want to see from someone in terms of evaluating, like, is this guy eventually going to be a good shooter, is there for him, and he's 21. You know, right. it's like, I know we that's kind of almost become a running joke at this point because it's like, at first, it's like he was 19, then he was 20, but mm-hmm. that's still young in this league. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll come around. Um, I actually think... I, I I was pretty positive that they were going to trade him like several times over the last couple of years. I, I bet you he's going to be here now. Um, it, on the I would bet he's on the opening roster next season. Yeah, I totally um, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's 
I mean, this is probably an easy question, but do you think there's a better chance that he's on the opening roster than Dennis or Peyton? I I don't know about Peyton. I have I honestly I, I'm not sure about that. I think you know the eight million dollar team option for next year. Dep- I mean that that position could go in so many ways. Like where do, who do they get in the draft? Like do they make a Dennis you know play for Fred Van Fleet this summer? Like there's a, there's so many different ways, but I don't know. I I still. I still think Dennis Smith Jr. will probably get moved, although, you know, the funny thing about, like, showcasing a guy, and not that that's what um, yesterday against Indiana was, because they really didn't have any other options, but, like, if the guy plays well, like, how much does that make the people in the front office be like, oh, well, wait a second, maybe now we shouldn't trade him for, like, a second-round pick? I. I'll say this. I don't think both of them will be on the, the roster next season. Um, and I still think Smith is the, the more likely of the two to, to be gone. Yeah, that's a good transition into Smith. Obviously, it's been a pretty disappointing year for him. Do you think he'll get moved next week for the deadline? And do you think we've seen some of his final games in a Nick uniform? Or if he's not gone next week, will he be gone in the season? Or at, I mean, <sighs> in the offseason? Yeah. Um, gut feeling, I think he probably gets traded before the deadline. Um, I, I'm, I feel fairly, I don't usually have many hot takes, but I feel fairly confident that this season went awry for him because he was expecting to have the starting point guard job headed Mm -hmm. to him at the beginning of the year. And when that didn't happen, his entire mentality, his entire level of focus, his everything just kind of, um, I don't know if I can curse on this podcast. It's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it just went to shit. And yeah. he he checked out and it's just you know, it's just that's not that's not what you want. Um, right. and now, you, you can see in his uh like press conferences and stuff, he just seems checked out and confidence well, on the court is pretty he's just kind of a dick. Also. <laughs> and it's more but it's yeah. even more than that. Like I've you know, I'm not like on the beat or anything, I'm not there every day, but I've covered, you know, a handful of games now and um like in the locker room before games, like when everybody else is either out on the court getting some shots or getting last minute treatment or whatnot. Like there's been more than a couple of times where he's sitting there and he's like on his phone, he's just chilling out. Mm-hmm. Like I and look, everybody has their different routines. I'm not gonna, I don't pretend to be like, oh well, that means he's not taking the season seriously. I don't, I shouldn't even. That's why I like I'm hesitant to even say anything. But it just when you put it together with all the other stuff and like the attitude he brings sometimes when he comes off the bench, versus what we saw, you know, um, against Charlotte when he came in and he had a clearly a fire under his ass, and then when he started the game last night against Indiana, it's like, yeah, I, I, that's not again, it's not what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he gets moved. I mean, I kind of have a hot take, and I think he doesn't get moved because I think that after what happened last year and how he is the main piece in the KP trade, the only one that's still on the team besides two what are going to be late first-round picks, I, I don't think that you know Mills and Perry can swallow their pride and trade Dennis for anything less. The optics less would be horrendous. And, and, and this franchise cares more about optics than perhaps any franchise in professional exactly. sports. Right, and at this so, point, it's Mills and Perry just, you know, keeping trying to keep their job but, but dennis is lost like extremely lost like you need some time away from but he was game. good he was good last night like if you gave yeah. and look i say he was good and he was two for nine um, <laughs> yeah he, he makes an impact like, though like his if you gave yeah. me that version of dennis smith for 25 minutes a game i you know 
I would take it and I, I would, and look, maybe he doesn't, I, who knows? I just, um, I don't know. I'd be, I don't want to see all three of these point guards on the roster for the next 30 some odd games, like pick two, go with two, six, just, and, and have that be it. Um, Knox been a, been a disappointing season for Knox as all Knicks fans know. Do you think there's any hope left for Knox? Cause Owen and I, we've, we're, we've I'm, kind I'm of given up. It. We're, <laughs> we're, we're kind of losing it. it with him right now. <laughs> I'm in the minority here. Um, I, I think there is hope. Like I, so I was, um, I covered the Memphis game and I was on the court beforehand and, um, his dad was there, obviously, you know, he's he played in the NFL. So it's like, I think more than just like your typical sports dad, like this guy knows what it takes and whatnot. And he's there before every game. I, I don't, he, you know, he lives up here. Like Knox has this whole like support system, um, which I think is good. And he's like, he's clearly putting in the work and he's clearly, um, what's the better way, best way to say this? He has patience. And I think those around him are kind of keeping his mindset in the right place. Now, all of that's well and good. If you can't play basketball, it doesn't mean a hill of beans. I, I just, I can, t- if, if we hadn't seen like signs, I'd be where you guys are. I'd be right. like out, but every game there's like a little sign here, a little sign there, whether it's, you know, a baseline drive for a dunk that like just misses, like he had a few games ago, or just like the shot I still think is pretty, or just like a couple of possessions where he'll maintain his, his proper footwork and like stay with guys. And I guess I think the frustrating part for people is he had, he had the summer league he had his first year, mm-hmm. which was really good. And then he went out and after he came back from that injury, two weeks later, he wins rookie of the month. So it's like everybody had these expectations when I think, you know, and his dad even said it to me when we were talking before the game. He's like, Cal said, it's, this is going to be a three-year thing. And I think sometimes in the NBA, we forget the growth isn't linear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it does it help that he's in a shooting, a vicious shooting slump right now? No, obviously that doesn't. But I, I don't know. I just, if you give me a kid who's a hard worker and that has talent, I I will bet on that more than like anything else. You can't so forget, I, I'm, I, you can't forget he's yeah. only 20 years old yeah, as well. It's just, it's hard yeah, to see at this point. I don't know. Because of how, like, just how negative he is on the court as, as a player. And like, you'd think that like by now he'd kind of show like some improvement and he's still probably a top five worst player in the NBA, you know, based on the last two I years. I think the, the, obviously the, there are advanced stats, which, which will point to that being the case. That said, like last year, if you put him like his, when his name appeared in any lineup, like the, the lineup was, was trash because of all of the negatives that he was this year that like, for instance, that bench unit that was rolling with him and Frank and Mitch and, um, what do you call it? Uh, Dotson and, and Portis. Like, it's not the biggest of sample sizes. It's like 60 something minutes, but they're a huge positive, which those mm-hmm. lineups like didn't even exist with him in it last year. So I, I feel like, and like, I, I, maybe this is just me because I do root for the kid. I do like him. Um, I think those like kind of aimless offensive possessions where it literally didn't look like he knew what was going on. I feel like those have subsided and they've been replaced by like, all right, the shot doesn't fall, 
but it, like those like just terrible turnovers he had sometimes last year, I feel like those are less. And like the the possessions where he'll get absolutely abused on defense are fewer and far between. Now those again, those don't things those things don't combine to make an NBA player, let alone a useful one. But I I'm I'm just I want to continue to see progress, and I feel like we've at least seen that mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, even if it's a lot of Knicks fans like Owen and I were. We're impatient, so yeah, learning to be patient with a lot of the young guys is pretty key. It's it's hard to be patient, though, when you're, we have a very incompetent front office and you just want to win more than 14 basketball I games. I could not agree more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this is, Trier has been a weird, it's been a weird year for Trier. Um, you know, getting some, D, a lot of DNPs, you know, with Fisdale and with Miller. Where do you, do you think Trier stays on this team any longer? Like, where do you, what do you... What do you? What are your thoughts on him? He's gone. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much to offer on Trier just because, like, you know, he hasn't played. He hasn't played yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, what's his value? Is someone even giving up a second round pick for him at this point? Um, if I was another another team, like a, a strong organization, I I probably would. I, I mean, probably would. The too, guy yeah. can. Yeah, the guy can, I just don't. I don't think. Um, given what their kind of goal was here and to try to like, you know, have an offensive system that had more passing and mm-hmm. they are trying to play like a certain level of defense that requires, you know, it's like a baseline level of competence, which Trier doesn't always um, put forth in terms of his like on court awareness, but like a good team, good organization can figure out a way around that stuff. I just don't think, the Knicks are at that point because they're they're not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I said, if I was another team, I trade for him. Do I expect him to be back next year? Though no, I don't, I don't think he's going to be yeah, back. He, he's he has a he's done his contract's up after yeah. this year, right? Yeah, yeah, so, no, this is it. He's, yeah, he's unrestricted. Gone. I believe. Actually, no, I should I should know this. I forget if he's unrestricted. I'm not sure if it's restricted. Sometimes it's funky with the team option, and because like I know Mitch is on a deal. If they decline his team option. That's for like a million, uh, one and a half million dollars. He's yeah, well, a restricted free agent, but if they accept it, he's going to be in it. it like Jokic that, was on the same deal. Yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. Mitch is on the Jokic deal, which they that'll take hold next summer. Unless who? I mean, I gotta say, if you would have asked me a few months ago, would there be any possibility that Mitch would sign an extension this off season? I would have said zero because the max uh, that he could sign, I think, is for like four years, fifty million dollars. At this point, though. I wonder if there wouldn't be some motivation on his side to listen to that offer. I mean, that's a that's a ton of money for a, a kid that yeah. has not, you know, seen that type of money in his life. Okay. Um, he also yeah, isn't playing as well as kind of expected. You I, know? And like that's so that's my hate, biggest hot take. I know everybody's like not necessarily down on Mitch, but I think that people are people expected like just the rise to continue at the level it was. And I just, I see him having cleaned up a lot of like little parts of his game and he's just, he's just not getting the ball. Um, which is like not, I, I don't know. To me, that's like not his fault. I just, I constantly am seeing possessions where it's like, there's a passing lane to him as he's like rolling, but Mm -hmm. it would take a really good pass. And like guys like Marcus Morris and, well, to a lesser extent, Julius Randle, but definitely Morris. Like he doesn't make those passes, right? Mm-hmm. And Whether no, he takes a, a, he takes a pull up jumper. That's his. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He, the, the, there's a reason the guy has a, it's like seven point five percent assist rate. Um, you know, and like, 
But but yet, when he's been on the court with Frank for whatever, 12 minutes a game, you can count on a couple of lobs during that time, which is, again, part of the reason I'm so bummed that, that Frank is, is hurt right now. But yeah. what can you do? It's just kind of, it's hard because, like, I think teams have finally started to adjust to Mitch on oh, offense. 100%. And, like... And, and, and he yeah. needs to counter with something. And he's such a he's such a raw talent. No, that's going to take some time. That's the only thing I'm worried about is that he just doesn't have anything to like to, oh, go, I think he to does. fall back on. You know, I, I mean, I, I mean, the only thing is his finishing. Like at times, has been. I know his field goal percentage is super high, but like, you know, he he looks kind of goofy at times. You know, in the post or just like you know making a you know rudiment like a normal move on a guy, um, and he struggled with that. Um, so yeah, it, I don't think it, he has be, any post yeah. moves yet. No, he doesn't. But, yeah, but again, that's like post moves for big men in the NBA today. Don't matter. No, he just like, needs he just needs like a quick one when he can just put up like a little. I mean, he because he's not gonna he's not the guy when you you dump the ball into him with five seconds left in the shot clock. And yeah, no, no, no. But he, you know, even like a little a little baby hook or something. But I'm yeah. not even talking about that. Just like we saw him, you know, it was one play, and I honestly forget what game it was. I know what in. you're talking about. He yeah, taught, it was yeah, like he, he yeah. He got the ball at the top of the key and like took, took a, a dribble dribbles and, and hit a nice little finger. Jammed it home. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And like you know, I see like Berman wrote about it. Or I wrote about it a week or two ago. He has this routine that he does before literally every game, where he does this little mini around the world shooting drill, um, and he looks great doing that. He's good. He's it's, a good it's not like shot. he. Yeah, yeah his, his form is good. I, of all the teams, of all the things on this team that I'm like concerned about, both on and off the court, Mitch is like. The, the one thing I'm, I'm, yeah, he is easily, yeah, believe sure. my words. All right, we'll move on to some uh, trade deadline stuff. Trade deadline is next week, so would you like to see any, the Knicks pick up anyone, or who well, do you want to see drop? Obvious, yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> but would you <laughs> would you just get them? rid of everyone you can? Like, is there any veteran <laughs> that you'd say is like really worth keeping on the team? Um, so I would I would like to keep Taj. Um, I think Taj Gibson has been yeah. Like I know Marcus Morris gets all the credit for his like locker room leadership. Um, <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight face after the other night. Um, but no, I mean, look, it's it's a touchy. We don't have to really get too far into it. It's a touchy issue because he said some stuff that you like should never ever say. But at the same time, the other players in the locker room do look up to him and they do respect him and like the guy. You know, he could ball. He's the best player on the team. So yeah. that was, I think he was trying to say the more polite thing by not calling him a bitch, but it just completely oh, yeah, came no, off the, the wrong way. Yeah. 100%. And, he, and I think he realized that afterwards. Whatever. We don't have to get into that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd like to keep Taj because I do think he's a, a good stabilizing influence. Um, I think Reggie Bullock on $4.5 million for next year is a great value. Um, so unless somebody was willing to give me something – you know, decent for his contract. I would like to keep him. Um, Portis, I mean, like, it's if gotta they, go. You know, <laughs> gotta go. If he, if, like, they, they, like, people talk about Morris and Randall and their lack of a fit together. And I, I agree. <laughs> they don't, they don't fit well together. Um, I, in an ideal world, although there are some numbers that would suggest that maybe they can. Um, I just like Portis's presence on this team and the fact that he needs, like they're going to continue to get him fifteen to twenty minutes a night because of whatever was told to him in the offseason, promises, what have you. Like those fifteen to twenty minutes kill my soul. Not because they're always bad, but because like if you take those minutes out and the domino effect is okay, 
Now you could get Randall in there for maybe mm-hmm. 10 minutes at small ball center or whatever. And you could get Knox in there for an additional 10 minutes at the four, which is where he should be playing more of his time. And then you could, and it would find Wooten, give him some time. You could get RJ in there for a 10 minutes a game at the three. Like, the trickle-down effect of getting one of the bigs off this team just so everybody else could slide down a position and, and play at a space that's probably they're more better suited for mm-hmm. at this point, um, that's why I'd be all for that. As far as, like, Morris, like, you... I get... every Everybody who's, like, I, I think they, you know, wants to keep him, and I think there are still a lot of people who would want to keep him past the deadline. Like, I totally get it, and I... I I'm not going to be like, you're wrong. Like, that's stupid because I don't think basketball is a. It, you can't run a basketball team like it's a balance sheet. But at the same time, if you look at the devil's advocate point, where it's like, um, this front office wants to keep him because they found someone that is A, talented, and B, wants to play in New York for C, probably an overpay this summer. It's like. Are we really at the point that t- that someone wanting to be a Nick that is actually <laughs> decent means that we have to bypass like like 2020 NBA common sense like as a trade deadline approaches and that's where I, I just kind of that argument doesn't hold water for me so I I would deal more uh, Marcus Morris uh, you know I don't know what they get yeah. for him, are, but I deal yeah I deal Marcus for Morris for anything for, honestly. Uh, I mean, I would be shocked if the Clippers didn't give up um, Harkless and their their first round pick. Um, There's been some Dennis Schroeder rumors recently. What what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) Um, Oh, oh, Dennis Schroeder. I mean, look, he's been really good this year. Um, I don't, or at least on offense, he's been really good. He'll always have his terrible defender. Yeah, he's not a good defender. Um, But I had heard his name. Somebody had mentioned his name to me in the context of the Knicks like over a month ago. So I think that that's very legit. Um, I don't, I mean like, is there any, is there any we... need to bring him? <laughs> like, no, no, there's not. I mean, there's, the... this, this is a short, short conversation. But it's again, just, yeah. it's like, okay, you bring in Dennis Schroeder, you have him under contract for next year. And, it, and who I could care less what, like in terms of any salary implications for next year, I don't care. There's nobody that I want this yes, summer sure. right. other than Fred Van Fleet, who I'm not even sure if it's the wisest move to pay what it would cost to get him. Yeah. Um, but he, fine, put it, put that aside, put put the Fred Van Fleet thing aside. Cause that's probably my own personal pipe dream. Like, great. You get Schroeder in here. He helps make the team better this year. He helps make the team better mm-hmm. next year. That benefits guys like RJ and Mitch, whatever they get to play with him. Um, Although really he's he's not really even been a point guard this year, so that gets you're already getting into issues. Oh, like yeah. this isn't yeah. bringing in Chris Paul where he's going to lift the play of everybody else on the floor. It's just bringing in a talented guy, get to the basket. You know he's been knocked down outside shots. But the more important thing is it's like okay, well if you're bringing him in here and you're giving us something to get him, which I Oklahoma City's not giving him away, then it's like you're playing him 25 something minutes a night. So then. All right. Well, is he your long-term answer? Well, no. Yeah. Is he? And then it's like you're you're continuing to hurt the development of the point guards that are already here. I mean, again, I'm a fan of Frank, but you know. And then if you bring him in now, what happens if the best player staring at you on your draft board is a, a right, point guard? Is a point which, guard. By the way, which like the likely seven outcome. Or, yeah. Yeah, seven or eight of the top like ten or eleven prospects are point guards. They're not perfect point guards, but they're all point guards, and that's like. 
been our position of need for 20 yeah years and it's like uh, but yeah. again if then if dennis schroeder was something close to not even perfect like a guy that you feel like all right this could maybe be our point guard for the next like five ten years fine whatever i know he's still young but i just i don't like his role is correct now in Oklahoma City. He's the first guy off the bench. He'll play twenty five, thirty minutes a game. Like that's not. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I I'm not excited about it. Wooten and Iggy. Iggy had a big game for. Uh, I want to bring Iggy up. I've, I've been on this train for so long. Near, like, near triple double Iggy. he had last night. Yeah, yeah, he played great. He dropped like thirty. He was playing well. And then Wooten, we he just knows how to score. Like I, he just like he's pretty moves on offense. And like I don't know, like his defense like wasn't great coming out. But you know that's a guy who who I think could be something for us. So I I, I uh, you want to bring him up? I bring Iggy up like immediately and just see what he can do. Honestly, I, but but that's not the mindset of the front office right now. Like they're not. So. But do we know what their mindset is? Honestly, no, I have no, no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> like we all we, we all we all think we know. We're all like, oh well, they're just trying to win as many games as possible for the rest of the year. Well, like, okay, is like, I mean, is James Dolan that dumb? Yeah, that he's like, probably. you know, them them finishing with 29 wins versus 25 wins. Like, oh, now I'm going to get these guys, you know, allow them to continue their jobs for another year. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, you would think that if the last 30 games featured a lot of time for Iggy and, to a lesser extent, Wooten, like, I, I think that would go in their favor and then again that's all the more reason to trade away guys like portis and and morris um i don't think randall's going anywhere although i did hear that they are they would be i think more open to a randall trade than maybe we realize mm-hmm. um but i don't be. think uh, yeah they should be but oh, you know such is life um yeah i'd love to see you up here um spencer perlman who you know is our like draft guru. He loved him coming out of college. He really, I mean, I thought we, he was, had a good summer league. His defense was a little bit better than expected in summer league. Um, you know, and I think he's been good in Westchester. His shot has, has kind of tapered off a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, give me that for 15 minutes a night. And it's like, there, there's your Bobby Portis minutes. Replace yeah, Bobby that's, Portis that's, yeah. with Iggy. And I think every Nick fan is like eminently uh, happier for because for that rest moves of the that moves Knox down to the four, which is where he should be playing. Exactly, there's so many yeah. reasons for it. Yeah. All right, Jonathan, we're gonna put you on the spot and give you some rapid fire questions here. Nick's related, obviously. Go for it. Least favorite current Nick. Uh, oh my God! You couldn't have started me off with an easier one. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to spend too long on this. Um. Oh God, I kind of feel bad saying it. Uh, from wait, hold on. Personality wise, or like least favorite guy that I on I the court. Watch him play. Watching play. Watching um, play, and then I, I kind of want to hear personality wise. Por- Portis. Okay, yeah, that's us too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who are you most excited to watch? Who's out of our young guys? If they're on the team in four years, like whether it's RJ, Mitch, uh, Mitchell Frank. Robinson, without without question. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite Knicks really? o- over over RJ. Easily, okay. I, RJ's. RJ's, I agree with you, but okay. RJ to me is like he's peanut butter and jelly. It's like it's it's sustenance. It's you know it's there. It's always going to be solid. I don't know that I'm ever going to be excited for. So I, I'm I'm missing watching him play right now. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, because it makes the games a lot less enjoyable to see like little signs from him. But yeah, for me, it's it's Mitch. Okay. Um, yeah, what is your favorite Knicks team? Like just just your favorite Knicks moment. This is a really tough question, so you can pick one. But like of all time 
Oh, no, that's actually pretty easy for me. My favorite Knicks moment of all time is uh, the um, Allen Houston shot against the Heat in uh, Game 5 in uh, 1999. Yeah, all right. Legendary. And then Which is before you guys were born, I know. But, <laughs> yeah, I know, you know. I know. Just Thank barely. God for YouTube. <laughs> um, favorite Knicks player ever? Um, I mean, Ewing's always kind of my default, but like, I've had, you know, like there was a player on the 94 team by the name of Anthony Bonner. There's no reason anybody should know who Anthony Bonner is. <laughs> he was only on the team for two years, but like, that was when I like first started watching them and he would come in and he would just like play really hard and like they were winning. So it like had a, well, probably more of an outsized impact in my mind. But, um, yeah, I would say Ewing with, with, um, with Sprewell being a probably a close second. Yeah, we were just a little. Owen and I were a little late for Ewing. Yeah, um, and Sprewell. <laughs> and Sprewell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have we have Mello, Stoudemire, Novak. We've got those guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, that was they, they were all legit. Um, favorite Knicks. Oh wait, I just asked that. Uh, least favorite Knicks player ever. Uh, Cantor is is the, <laughs> yeah, is the I, obvious I, I name. I fucking hated Cantor. That comes. Oh my god! Oh I would god, yeah. I would run him over with a truck. Um, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Remember I when he's say... remember when he posted on Instagram cheat day and had like a bunch of burgers and then was out the next <laughs> game because of an illness. You know what it is about Cantor? It wasn't just that I loathed his game. It's that he has the type of personality. Like everybody has a personality type that they just really can't stand and uh canter i is mine so when you combine that with the fact that i, I just thought he was and it, uh, again he's had a wonderful year with boston but it's a classic and this is when this is where like knicks fans so, self-loathing comes in when you have to admit to yourself players that have made you want to rip your hair out when they're on your team when they go to a better organization and a better roster it's like night and day but yeah. I think the greatest do? Knicks moment of the last five years is when last year he didn't play for like five or six games and we were getting blown out and he comes in and kisses the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really wonderful. Thanks again. You know. <laughs> that was awesome. New York forever. <laughs> um, all right. So Super Bowl. That's happening in a few hours, actually. Who do you oh, have? Yeah, it is. Um, I have... Sp- the last three seconds since you asked me that question are about the amount of time I've spent thinking about this game. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I guess the Chiefs because it feels like Mahomes is kind of destined. Um, but I was actually, <laughs> I, I, I do, now that you bring it up, I would like, if you gave me a prop bet, like for the Niners to win by like some absurd um, point total, like, because like crazy shit happens sometimes in the Super Bowl. So like, I don't know, who knows? Maybe the Niners are really I mean, good. Niners but are really I, good I'll, too, yeah. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Chiefs. Are you a, are you an NFL people. guy or a college sports guy, or is it pretty much just I'm not a huge college or... guy? Uh, never been a huge college guy. I never just had the time. I'm a Steelers fan, um, although I've kind of since I've been getting really into the Knicks more the last few years. My my fandom has uh, sadly uh, tapered good, good off timing, a bit. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm a Steelers fan, so it doesn't really influence. Although my uh, my best friend is a Niner fan, so I guess. I guess I'll root for the Niners today. So, yeah, yeah, I don't really no. care who wins, but I I, I want to see a good game. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll end the show with giving you the next four games and just tell us who think who you think is gonna are gonna win them, and we'll Owen and okay. I will give you ours. Knicks Cleveland tomorrow. Well, I'll take the Knicks. We win that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Knicks Magic. <sighs> That's right after the trade deadline. Um. At home, at the Garden. We lose that game. Yeah, they always game. struggle against Vooch um, and that team, generally, it seems like. Yeah, we can't guard Vooch. We've never been able to guard Vooch. You know what? 
screw it. It's I'll, I'll be optimistic. I'll, I'll take the Knicks. Three <laughs> game right. winning streak. Let's go. Yeah, Knicks Pistons right. Saturday next Saturday. That we could win that one too, but I I don't know about that. The Pistons. I'm <laughs> listen. I'm gonna lose all credibility. The four game winning streak. Knicks Knicks win. <laughs> right. Keep it, keep it going. All right. All right. Then, we, we, are we going for five? Then we have the Hawks next Sunday. And then no, no, no. You know what? It would they would lose to the Hawks. Yeah, that's they, what they it would, would be. They would the win Hawks. four in a row and then lose to the Hawks. Knox that's is gonna average there. like. 20 a game the next week and then feel super confident in the Hawks and shoot one for 15. <laughs> no, that's exactly, that's exactly what's going to happen. You, you could write, you could book it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jonathan Macri, thank you so much for joining us. We had a yeah. ton of fun and, um, appreciate it. Jonathan Macri, Nick's film school. Check it out. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. All, All right, right. Great. Thank appreciate you so much. It. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye.